there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's the day before the day. Come on in, stay a while. Seton Pauly, Fritzy McLovin, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. A lot to talk about. We'll check in with Chip Kelly, UCLA head coach, a little bit later on. Mackenzie Milton, the Florida State quarterback, nearly had his leg amputated 34 months ago and nearly came to the rescue, providing a Rudy-like moment for Florida State. But unlike Rudy, this was actually real. Although Seton gets upset, he and Pauly think that Rudy was a documentary at Notre Dame. It's the greatest documentary of our time. Remember when we had Joe Montana on oh. and, and Joe, <laughs> Joe put an end to the, uh, all that Rudy story uh, because Joe was there at the time. <laughs> it's like the most damaging thing to Joe Montana's legacy is that Rudy take. Yeah, it's hard to find somebody say anything negative about Joe Montana, except for when he basically said, yeah, that Rudy story, mm, I don't know. He's a Rudy denier. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Yeah, Paul. We had him on, and you were asked about Rudy, and he was kind of hesitant, having and hawing. He goes, you know, we were kind of goofing on him, having fun with him when we started chanting his name. It wasn't quite what it looked like in the movie. And he was Hater. off signs. Hater. He was off signs. Encroachment. Yes. Rudy. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program, already in progress, as you can tell. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners. Remember all of those uh, Tom Brady quotes in New England? Oh, that's right. He didn't have any there, but he's certainly making up for lost time in Tampa. He recently told the Tampa Bay Times that he had COVID during the offseason, got it at the victory parade. He 
plans on keeping uh, plans to keep on playing in Tampa for a while. But the one thing that hasn't changed is his attention to detail. He's complained about a new rule that allows players to switch numbers. Here is Tom Brady on that topic. Can we talk about jersey numbers too? I could get on that. I feel pretty strongly about that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. I've already talked ad nauseum about it. I think it's a stupid rule just to be to put it out there one more time. He's got the Cowboys tomorrow night. He said last minute number changes makes his job much tougher. Because if you're seeing a number and you think that's a defensive back and you find out it's a linebacker the other way around, you know, you might adjust your throw differently. Now, somebody who has more speed, you think it's a defensive back as opposed to a linebacker. I, I understand it. It does sound a little bit like the get off my lawn take, but I don't doubt Brady. Not with his success, because he doesn't win necessarily with talent. He wins with uh, being obsessed with small things, attention to detail. I'm sure he'll figure this out, but the complaints once again show just how he approaches the game and why he's the greatest of all time. But, you know, you still understand this with what he has revealed in Tampa. The fact that he had COVID, that he had a knee injury that needed surgery, we didn't know anything about that. Nothing. And it feels like he's uh, Tom Brady unplugged. He's got some things to say, and he's finally found the platform and the audience to say it too. Whereas in New England, we never would have heard this. That comment that Tom Brady just had about he hates the jersey number rule, that never would have happened in New England. He wouldn't have said anything about the knee Uh, Probably wouldn't say anything about COVID as well. But it just feels like with Bruce Arians, hey, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind, and I've I've earned that right to do it. What is the uh, point spread with uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas? Do we have a a number right now? Yeah, Paul. Tampa Bay is giving eight. Man, feels like a lot. And I'm looking at the Cowboys, and the Cowboys start out on the road. They've got Tampa Bay, and then they've got the Chargers. Now, they're underdogs in both of those places. And then they have three home games. You have the Eagles, you have the Giants, and you have the Carolina Panthers. They should be favored in all three of those. Maybe you go three and two out of this. Um, Mike McCarthy's name doesn't come up as one of the first names on the hot seat this year. Jerry's always been too patient with his coaches. Uh You know, you go back to Jason Garrett, he waited too long. But I think Jerry, at his age, doesn't have that same time frame, or at least in his mind, of, hey, we can give Mike McCarthy a few years here. I don't know if Jerry is as as patient as he was with Jason Garrett. Therefore, Mike McCarthy's name may be not on the hot seat list, but it should be, just because of the resources they put in, the draft picks, um, the time frame to win another Super Bowl, and he turns 79 next month. You know, that's, that's the difference here. You know, you, you, it's like Bill Belichick. He doesn't rebuild. He wants to reload. You know, at his age, he, he plans on coming right back and having a championship team, and they spent money in the offseason. But with Mike McCarthy, do I put him in there with Matt Nagy in Chicago? No. But once Nagy goes to Justin Fields, it feels like he has a chance to extend or maybe lower the temperature on that hot seat. He has a chance to extend his stay in Chicago. Staying with Andy Dalton, 
They're not a very good team. They're not a playoff team. That's when you have a, a coach who is in maybe the final year, and then you draft a rookie uh, quarterback. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, we got to give him a chance with him. And that might extend Matt Nagy. If they win seven games this year, they go seven and ten, when does Justin Fields play? Does he show promise right away? And then do you go, well, we don't want to change coaches. And, you know, when you have a young quarterback, you try not to change your offensive coordinators. And you try not to change that head coach. Now, there are quarterbacks down through the years who have gone through that, and they suffered as a result. Who's the coach? Who's the offensive coordinator? What's the system? And I think that'll be interesting with him. Cliff Kingsbury should be on the hot seat because he's really never done anything as a coach. He didn't have a winning record in college, and that's hard to do. But they went 8-8, eight and eight and they got Kyler Murray. Larry Fitzgerald's not there. Your two big additions are guys who are injury-prone, A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. You're in a really tough division. Really tough. And Cliff Kingsbury, are we going to see magic? Yeah, see. Cliff Kingsbury was hired with that track record, though. So it can't be counted <laughs> against him now. It's not like all of a sudden they're going to be like, dang, this dude never won in college. Why'd we hire him? Well, no, but if, if I'm looking at this, I'll go, Oh, yeah, but he always figures it out. You know, hey, they're okay right now, but hey, in college, he always figured this out. He didn't figure it out. He had Patrick Mahomes. So he should be on the hot seat. And if they're, you know, they win eight games again this year, that seat gets a little warmer there. So if you have Nagy and you have Cliff Kingsbury, I guess Vic Fangio in Denver, he's nondescript. He's a defensive-minded coach. Can't find their quarterback. Whoever goes into Denver, if they're able to get a quarterback that's good, you could probably do some damage. Now you're in a tough division. But but Denver does have a young nucleus, like a sneaky young nucleus there. They just can't find a quarterback. And you got one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the game who's running the team. Yeah, McLevin. Aren't they all geared up to make a run at Aaron Rodgers next year? That's what you keep yeah. hearing in Denver, like when people talk nationally about them. Oh, well, Rodgers will be there next year. Well, I don't know if he has a say where he gets to go. Or if, let's say he decides that he doesn't want to play in Green Bay. What if he says, I want to play for Washington? Got a great young team, great defense there. They're a quarterback away from being a very good team. I don't know. Or do they say there's no way you're going to stay in the NFC? Which, if I'm Green Bay, if I have to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, then I have to say, look, we can't let you be in, in the NFC. Yes, Todd. Does the front office weigh in things like how tough the division is? Or they don't want to hear about that as far as the Kingsbury. It's like, well, we are. Look at look how packed this division is. we got to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them a little more time than we normally would in a mediocre division. Nope. I don't think you can do that. Cliff Kingsbury, sorry. You're in the toughest division in football. Good luck. Yeah, Paul. It's kind of fascinating how he got this job. His last three years at Texas Tech, five and seven, six and seven, five and seven. Then he gets a USC offensive coordinator job mm -hmm. for about a half an hour. And then that makes him so hot that the Cardinals called him. That's a wild upswing. Yeah. I mean, that's a quick trajectory. Is it based on looks? Let's be honest. Does he look like a star head coach? Yes. Yes, he I, I think it's Sean McVay fallout, and I, I'm, I don't know if I'm kidding or not. Do he I, looks like a star head coach. Well, it's like Mike McCarthy never looked like a head coach. But he had results for a long time. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury's never, no offense, 
has never had a winning season in college football. His first year in college football, he had a winning season. Otherwise, he was under 500 as coach. He was 35 and 40 at Texas Tech. Usually, they get you fired. Yeah, McLuhan. I disagree. I think there's another coaching tree, a different set of looks, like the Mike Holmgren tree, the non-good-looking coach that oh. owners also like, like Andy Reid to Mike McCarthy, who maybe not be as nutritionally focused. Because <laughs> no. you can win with those guys, too, or the good-looking guy. That's the Charlie Weiss tree. You know, he looks smart guy. Romeo Cornell. Mm-hmm. The, Bill, <laughs> the Bill Parcells coaching tree. Yes, Eden. It's actually like the worst division for Cliff Kingsbury to be in because aside from Pete Carroll, all the other coaches are young too. It's like, well, that young guy figured it out. Why can't you? This program brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Upgrade to a Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave wherever you shop, in-store or online. DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com. Yes, McLovin. We're, we're hottest division of coaches. I've been trying to do the hot coach. I mean, obviously, the guy at Green Bay is the number one seed. Oh, LeFleur? You're going LeFleur, McVay, Kingsbury. We know the names. Top to bottom, NFC West, though, chock full of hot coaches. Mm. Brian Flores got a great jawline. People have been talking about that. <laughs> Robert Sala is in great shape, great skull. Yeah. Uh, people still love, you know, that uh, that silver hair with Pete Carroll. You know? oh, that was, we were just saying, Pete Carroll, hot older guy, no doubt. <laughs> Always chewing gum immediately yeah. makes you hotter. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, that Cincinnati Bengals, that young guy. Zach no, Taylor. Oh, Zach Taylor. Nice Nobody look. thinks Zach Taylor's good looking. Oh, he's like <laughs> suburban dad handsome. What are you talking about? Zach Taylor looks like he's he's 14 years old. <laughs> he's like, well, how did that guy break out of the sophomore year of math class to go coach a team? Fair Char- enough. That's Chargers coach. Dayton grad, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, easy on the eyes. He's okay. Yeah, I think he's middle tier. Well, he's in there. He's got tier two. He's got Gruden, Fangio, and uh, Andy Reid. I mean, come on, he's homecoming king. In that in that division, fair. <laughs> you kidding? Yeah, Paul. And then Arthur Smith, the new coach of Atlanta, he's got an old guy name, yes, but he's he only thirty nine <laughs> years old. Arthur Smith sounds like my my grandfather's best friend. Yeah. He looks like he's 59, though. He's, he's always looked older. <laughs> like the words ye old should be in front of his name. <laughs> ye, old, ye old Arthur Smith. Ar- Arter. Artie. <laughs> Nick Sirianni's an unknown. He could walk into this room right now and say, hey, I'm Nick, and not a single person <laughs> no, would have any say, idea. No, I'm Nick Sirianni, and we'd still go, who? Were you he's, in The Sopranos? Yeah. No, that was, yeah. yeah. Where does Gruden the fit wire. in? He's 58. He's not young anymore, but he's mm. still kind of hot. No, I think he kind of aged out of that. The hair looks good. I think he kind of let himself go a little bit. You know, I think on that Corona hotline, he might have been having a few too many Coronas. Paul, your hot guy barometer is way off right now. You're you're spiraling out of control. I respect a a legend. It's like making fun of Kirk Herbstreit. John Gruden's still a good-looking guy for 58. His moss is not good. I'll die on this hill. No, no. (laughs) Gruden's kind of let himself go a little bit. All right. You know, as a fellow Dayton alum, I'm a little disappointed in him. I'll take another look. Yeah. Yes, we might all have different tastes, though. That's true. We do. I shouldn't project that on Paul. Yes, McClellan. Gruden and his owner, Mark Davis, are going to the same barber (laughs) these days. He's fallen way (laughs) off the hot guy list. Don't lump them in together. Uh, It's pretty close. It's pretty close. If I'm John Gruden and he's paying me $10 million a year, I'm going to get a minivan and I'm going to get my hair cut the same place he does. And I'm going to go to Applebee's every Friday and, and sit at the bar. Absolutely. Yes, McClellan. Kevin Stefanski, <laughs> friend zone. Definitely. Oh, you yeah. think so? Yeah. <laughs> Great coach. But, I mean, like, if he walks into a bar with Kingsbury and McVay mm. and those guys, he's going to be in the friend zone. Yeah. 
Actually, I don't really even remember what he looks like. <laughs> He's one of those guys who could walk into And it. then you have Belichick, who you got the um, the intelligence you know, that, that he comes in and you know, he's very, hmm, he's, he's distant a little bit, aloof a little bit. Yes, McLovin. I would say, are we allowed to broach the topic of coaches' girlfriends, like in our guest list today, for example? Uh, no. Some coaches, uh, yeah, like Belichick's girlfriend, who's very out front, yes. is very pretty. Yes, yes. Nantucket Magazine, never forget the cover. Oh, does Belichick look so uncomfortable with that photo shoot? Back of the Wagoneer. Oh, and, and you know that she's like, oh, my God, we're going to be on the cover of Nantucket Magazine. The body language is great, too, because he's leaning away <laughs> while trying to hug. He's like, he's trying to be out of the picture while being in the picture with her. Big fake smile. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Do you think that's one of those things where he's down in the basement watching film and the girlfriend says, hey, in about three months, we're doing a shoot for Nantucket, Nantucket Magazine. And then that morning she goes, remember what I asked you about three months ago? Like we all have to deal with. Actually, this sort of makes sense with all of his press conference energy because it's like when he gets home, it's like, oh, I got Nantucket Magazine, then the Blueberry mm, Festival, yeah. and then I got to go over to Tim and Jan's house. So when by the time he gets in front of the media, he's like, I don't know. God, really? Does he say we're, I'm on to the Blueberry Festival or, you know, when his girlfriend says, uh, Bill, uh, can we can we talk about uh, um, I'm on to uh, Sally and John's barbecue when he's out to like a couple's dinner he doesn't want to be at. He's like, we're on to the main course. Can you ask Belichick football questions if you're with him and his girlfriend? I wonder. Oh, I don't know. Like, like if you're at like a, a cookout yes. in the neighborhood. Yes. How's the line look this year, coach? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Oh, there's always got to be the guy that has a couple of cocktails and he's like, uh, so Bill. When's the last time you talked to Tom Brady? Uh, it's been a while. Yes, Don. Can he be non-committal in his relationship? Like he always lists everybody as questionable. <laughs> like here's some upcoming events that we need to attend. I'm questionable for all those. I'm not sure if I'm going to go with you with that. Well, does his girlfriend ask where she stands? Like, is it week to week? That's probable. <laughs> questionable. Right now she's with me. Uh, doubtful. <laughs> doubtful. Uh, let's take a break. We'll see if we can come up with a poll question. <laughs> Your first there, GF1. <laughs> Cutie one, your GF1. Uh, your girlfriend won. No worries. Yeah. Your GF1. Yeah. But, but, but wait a minute, honey. You said that uh, Cam was, uh, you know, QB1. Yeah, I'm on to Mac Jones. Yes, Paul. Nobody previews the NFL kickoff. No, they don't. No, they don't. All right. 17 after the hour, just getting started here. Back with the Danettes after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The all-electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is luxury and innovation on a truly magnificent scale. It's not just the flagship of the Mercedes-Benz electric lineup. It sets a whole new standard for all luxury electric vehicles. You're going to marvel at this epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen featuring self-upgrading next-generation AI and a beautiful, intuitive interface for both driver and front seat passenger. You'll experience next-level comfort in an exquisite spacious, near-silent cabin that makes this flagship feel more like you're piloting a spaceship. And you'll appreciate the graceful aerodynamic design that almost completely eliminates drag for an outstanding operating range of up to 350 miles on a single charge. The EQS is an object lesson in just how far electric mobility has come. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Take a test drive. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQS. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Phone calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Mackenzie Milton will join us at the top of the hour. The Florida State quarterback, Chip Kelly, the UCLA Bruins head coach. And then uh, the coach that never punts. Kevin Kelly was a legendary high school coach. Now he coaches at Presbyterian. And uh, their quarterback just just threw for 10 touchdowns on Saturday. And uh, his philosophy is to never punt. 
So we'll talk to uh, Kevin Kelly. It always helps when you put up 84 points in your opener, but uh, we'll talk to the coach coming up. NFL kicks off tomorrow. Uh, the college rankings, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, A&M, and Clemson. UCLA was out of the top 25. Now they're in the top 20. I think they're 16th. And uh, you have a little bit of time. They don't have a game this week. I don't think they play for two weeks. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because you get two weeks of people saying nice things about you, but do you want to play that game right away? Stanford just lost, and Stanford now has USC. After a loss, I think you want to dive right back in. After a win, eh, go ahead. Spend an extra week saying nice things about us. Uh, McLevin, what's the poll question? Okay, I have one that hits a ton of NFL fan bases and storylines. Okay. Uh, including, of course, the Dallas Cowboys as mandatory. Okay. Who do you like Ooh. the most for comeback player of the year? Uh, These are the Vegas odds. All right. Dak Prescott is number one. Joe Burrow is number two. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, three. Mm-hmm. Then you go defense, Nick Bosa of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Saquon. And then Carson Wentz. Is there a guy who stands out? Well, I would take Carson Wentz because I probably get better odds there. Yeah, you would. He's plus 900, whereas like uh, Dak is plus 250. But, um, okay. But he's got a foot injury, so I, I, how much do you um, invest in him? Well, he's also got a shoulder throwing issue. But it just feels like they have so many offensive weapons there. He's going to put up good numbers. Are, are they going to win 10 games? Sure. I could see them winning 10 games. Carson Wentz is the tricky one because that's a really good team. And if he's back to being really good, then they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Just yeah. right now, the other one, Saquon. Are you excited? We haven't talked at all about him this offseason. Yeah, but it's a running back. And what do you expect out of him? Um, it's tricky with Daniel Jones. Are they, are they more of a passing offense now than you know, relying on Saquon Barkley? I don't know if he's been cleared for uh, the season opener. Nope, not not officially yet. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Saquon Barkley's rookie year, they used him perfectly. He ran the ball 261 times, not 300, but he caught 91 par, uh, passes. Yeah. Now, you know, now they're short passes and stuff like that, but that's they really try to get him out that way. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, yeah one more, Joe Burrow. Uh... Doesn't feel fair to give him comeback player of the year. He played <laughs> seven games his rookie year. He still hasn't been there to come back yet. Yeah, I don't know what he's coming back. I mean, he's coming back from knee surgery, but he he played seven games. He played well. Um, Yeah, I probably wouldn't jump on Joe Burrow odds. I would say Dak because that offense is good. They're going to put up big numbers. He does play for the Cowboys. You're going to get extra attention there. But Carson Wentz would be the one that I would probably go. Let me take a flyer on those odds. One who's a little lower, Jameis Winston. What's he coming back from? He didn't, you know, he only played a couple games last year. I guess the comeback can be benched. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, um, but you got to have an injury. I think so. It's, yeah. It's a narrative award. Like Mackenzie Milton at Florida State, that's coming back from an injury. He's probably already won the comeback player of the year in college football. <laughs> can you NFL give it to a college player? <laughs> but we talked about this to start the show. Like that, here it is against Notre Dame, and he has one of these incredible moments, a Rudy-like moment. And it made me think about when we had Joe Montana on. This was 11 years ago. Is my question included in this, Seton, with uh, Joe Montana? Uh, you speak at some point, but it, it's brief. 
Okay, because I asked him if uh, he was there when Rudy was there at Notre Dame. Yeah, it's a movie, remember. Not all that's true. <laughs> well, what wasn't true? Well, the crowd wasn't chanting. Nobody threw in their jerseys. Uh, you know, he did get in the game. Yeah. He got carried off the game. And um, really, he we played. Back then, we they tried to play someone at the end that everyone, all the seniors could get in at the last home game. So they tried, the schedule kind of was set that way. And so he got in. He did get a sack. And then the guys just carried him off kind of. Playing around. I won't say it's a joke, but it's playing around. <laughs> so, but, you know, he did, you know, he worked his butt off to get where he was and to do the things he did. Do you remember how this blew up? Because when Joe said it, we went to commercial break and I went, I don't know if Joe knows what he just did. Because people love that Rudy movie. Oh, that Rudy moment. And, you know, here's Joe, Mr. Notre Dame, that we didn't turn in our jerseys. We kind of made fun of him after the sack. And, hey, he worked real hard, and we carried him off on our shoulders. Kind of a joke. Yeah, a joke. <laughs> Seaton got so upset, he's like, Rudy is a documentary. Well, he's so being so petty for okay, what The guy can't have him on. It has to be all about him. No, I'm the only great Notre Dame legend. Wow. It's all about me. I'm, I don't know what it's like to lose in the Super Bowl. I'm 4-0. Oh, okay, you can't share the stage with little Rudy? Gee whiz. Yes, Paulie. I wish we had the two minutes of audio after that. Because Seaton and I are like, Joe wasn't even there. He probably wasn't even there. On the bench I know, somewhere. The front row took it personally. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so what? You know, did they have fun with Sean Aston? Yeah. You know, was Rudy offsides? Yes, he was. His dad didn't even really work in a steel mill. He's like, they never went to the bar, actually. They never played pool. They never took the bus out. He never stayed at the janitor's room. You know. Vince Vaughn wasn't there at Notre Dame. Yeah, there was no All-Americans that year. Yeah. They never did. Uh, yeah. Yes, McLovin. Do you guys remember the <laughs> Eagles movie with Mark Wahlberg yeah. called Invincible? The last play, he uh, somebody fumbles a punt. He picks it up and runs in for the game-winning touchdown. Then they, in the real world, he did the exact same thing, but the NFL rule is you can't advance a muff punt, so they took the play back. But they never mentioned that in the movie. Mm. That is right up there with Rudy. <laughs> Well, I don't know if, uh, like, nationally, nobody cares no. about, you know, Invincible. Only uh, people from Philadelphia care no. about that movie. I know. I, I was totally kidding. Yeah, of course, nobody. <laughs> yeah, no one nobody. has ever mentioned that. That's no. the first time nationally that's ever been brought up. Yeah. Like, nobody nationally cares about anything in Philadelphia. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> ben Simmons. Well, only because he might be going elsewhere. He's basically an L.A. player in Philadelphia. Oh, did you see where uh, or did you hear where Rasheed Wallace, the former NBA player, was on a million dollars worth of game podcast? I think this is Barstool. And uh, he talked about LeBron James. If LeBron James played in a different era. In my era, he probably probably would have done good because with his physical stature, with him being a little bit bigger than a majority of the rest. So he probably would have held his own, but I don't think he would have been as successful as he is now. Like now is, man, you know what I mean? Like, like he's doing it. Young boy doing it. You know what I mean? So, but it was a whole different era back then, bro. So beast is soft. I, I just told you. A beast then. You know, I think, I think he would have held his own. I can't necessarily say he would have been a beast, but I think he would have held his own. Okay. You know what this is? This is the Paul Pierce school of, 
hey, LeBron was better than me, and, uh, you know, let me let me be critical of him. I didn't like him. For whatever reason, Paul Pierce doesn't like LeBron James. Uh, Rasheed Wallace, wasn't Rasheed Wallace on the Pistons team that LeBron scored 48 against in a playoff game? I don't know if he was on the team where LeBron scored 25 consecutive points. This feels like um, a little sour grapes there on Rasheed Wallace's part, and even Paul Pierce, yes, Seton. Wouldn't Rasheed Wallace and LeBron in the league together for like 10 years? Yeah. What do you mean, my day? My era, you guys played Rasheed the same Wallace? game for 10 years. She retired eight years ago. He played in the, in the late 90s and... <laughs> It's not like he's from the 80s. He didn't play with Alex English. Okay, so LeBron, back in 2007, scored 25 consecutive points, beating the Pistons Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. He scored Cleveland's 25. He scored all 25, including 29 of the team's last 30 during a final 16-minute stretch. He had the game-winning layup with two seconds to go in overtime. He finished with 48 points, 18 to 33 from the field, nine rebounds, seven assists, and two steals. What the hell is Rasheed Wallace talking? What's he smoking? Because LeBron, well, I shouldn't ask that. LeBron dominated. It's like Paul Pierce can't give LeBron his due. For whatever reason, he doesn't want to give him his due, and that that became his kind of thing on uh, the mothership. Did you see where Paul Pierce finally came out and he was talking about his uh, days at, at ESPN and Chris Mannix did a profile on Paul Pierce, who's going into the Hall of Fame. And he said something about, oh, we had to talk about LeBron James on every show. Yeah. <laughs> and you're surprised at that? If you didn't like it, you could have quit. Hey, I don't want to talk about LeBron. Or say it on the show. That would be good. That'd be good theater. But it feels like Paul Pierce and, and uh, Rasheed Wallace in the same company here of not saying anything nice about LeBron James. Yes, Tom? What would Rasheed's definition of a beast be? Scoring like 60 and a quarter? How do you become a beast if that isn't beast-like stats that what he pulled up? I don't know that? why he says, you know, in, in, in our generation or when he played, they, they, they played at the same time. I think LeBron might have been a... a how old was he? LeBron was a rookie in 0102. That was Rasheed Wallace's sixth year in the league. He's only six years older in NBA wise. <laughs> what am I missing here? Back in my day. Yeah. Like your day, what? Yes, Paul. He's not the only one to say Le- LeBron wouldn't uh, be great in those 80s, 90s hard hitting leagues. But LeBron, it's fair to say, is the most physically fit wing player of all time. He's the biggest, strongest guy who plays outside. Other than maybe Magic Johnson, he's more jacked than Magic was. LeBron, if he played in the 80s and 90s, would have played like the 80s and 90s. LeBron matches his era. He takes charges. He's, you know, sells charges, all that kind of stuff. He wouldn't have done that in the 80s. Nobody did, right? He would have been to the free throw line a lot. The physicality of the game. I mean, how would that have been a negative for LeBron James? I mean, he's 6'9", he's 250 or 260. Like, is he worried about contact from Scottie Pippen? He weighs 40 pounds more than Scottie Pippen does. I don't know. It seems like an easy criticism here. Back in our day, look, I'm, I'm you know, one of the get-off-my-lawn guys because I can remember back in my day, but LeBron in any era is going to be unbelievable. And there are players who played back then, if they played now, you know, is, is Magic different 
Uh, is he better? Is Larry better? What's Jordan like now? You, know, you can make those arguments. I mean, that's the fun part of this. But for Rashid to make it seem like he played like 50 years ago, and he played against LeBron James. And the fact that you got torched for 48, including 25 consecutive points, I'd be a little frosty about that. But I don't think I could say it with a straight face. Yeah, but how would he have done back in the day? Uh, probably put up 48 on you. Yes, Todd. <laughs> but you could also you could also look at it the other way. If the bad boys had a play in this era where, the, you know, they're calling everything and they're not letting you, like, throw elbows and, and beat each other up, like, wouldn't they miss a step? They wouldn't be quite as dominating if they weren't allowed to do all those intimidating things that they got away with. Oh, I think it's a great point. I mean, is Bill Lamebeer able to be Bill Lamebeer now? You know, does Rick Mahorn get to be an enforcer here? I mean, there are a lot of guys who wouldn't be able to play in today's game. Or they would have to truly adjust in today's game. LeBron could play in any era. It doesn't matter. Any era. Do you see where Kevin Durant liked a tweet that talked about Kyrie Irving is the only thing Steph Curry does better than Kyrie Irving is shoot? And KD, of course, liked that because Kyrie's his guy. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie is a wonderful player. Shooting is important. Like, would you rather be Steph Curry or Kyrie Irving? <laughs> like, hot, 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 hot. I mean, I'd rather be st- I'd rather be the greatest shooter in the history of the sport, and have a couple of championships, MVP. I mean, Kyrie, I think, will always go. What could have been? What should have been? Because he teases you with this unbelievable ability. But the fact that KD liked the tweet and had Kyrie and Steph Curry in there, I, I found it. I found it entertaining. All right, let me uh, let me take a break here. We'll come back. Phone calls, settle on our poll question, and uh, Mike Florio has something on the 49ers quarterbacking situation. I have that for you next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeart Radio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. The all-electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is luxury and innovation on a truly magnificent scale. It's not just the flagship of the Mercedes-Benz electric lineup. It sets a whole new standard for all luxury electric vehicles. You're going to marvel at this epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen featuring self-upgrading next-generation AI and a beautiful, intuitive interface for both driver and front seat passenger. You'll experience next-level comfort in an exquisite spacious, near-silent cabin that makes this flagship feel more like you're piloting a spaceship. And you'll appreciate the graceful aerodynamic design that almost completely eliminates drag for an outstanding operating range of up to 350 miles on a single charge. The EQS is an object lesson in just how far electric mobility has come. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Take a test drive. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQS. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Check this out. Herrera's pitch. Alonzo drills this one in the air. Deep to left center field. This one's going to go. It is gone. A home run. There's number 100 in the career of Pete Alonzo. And has taken him only 347 major league games to hit 100 homers. He is the second fastest in major league history to get there. And in the same ballpark that Alonzo hit his first, he's hit his 100th. And the Mets take a 2-0 lead. Courtesy of WFAN Mets Radio Network, Pete Alonzo, 100 home run mark. Second fastest in major league history. The only player to get there faster 
Ryan Howard of the Phillies. He needed uh, about 22 less games there. You got the list of those guys quickest to 100 there, Pauline? By the way, our play of the day brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. You can pick up that Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor, noticeably smooth shave, thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. DollarShaveClub.com. Yes, Paul. Yeah, there's a bunch. of Ryan Howard, Gary Sanchez, 355 games. Aaron Judge, 371. Then in the old days, Ralph Kiner, 376. Ronald Acuna Jr., 378 games. So there's a lot of modern guys. Hmm. Mark McGuire did it in 393 games. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo listed as the starter on the Niners' initial regular season depth chart, according to Mike Florio. The Niners released their week one depth chart, and uh, they have Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter. Um, Okay. I don't know what that means. Yes, McLovin. It also says in here, Trey Lance, a rookie, will get a package of plays. How do you feel about that sort of package of plays thing where the other QB comes in a little bit? Yeah, I'm fine with it. If I have a weapon, being able to use that weapon, also getting in there, get some reps, uh, being in the huddle, uh, sort of seeing what happens with Garoppolo. I mean, we know it's his job after this year, maybe even during this year, but sure. I mean, this is what Kyle Shanahan loves. Sean Payton, Sean McVay, like they live for this stuff. Like, hey, you know what I can do? I can do this. I got this little wrinkle here that we can do. They love this stuff. Yeah, Paul. But isn't the danger or is it a good thing? Like, let's say Jimmy Garoppolo plays average football. And in those short stints of packages of plays, Trey Lance plays well. How do you hold him off? How does the fan base hold it off? It feels like everybody knows what's at stake here in San Francisco. And Jimmy Garoppolo knows... Trey Lance knows, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch knows. And this this feels like Garoppolo is auditioning for another job while Trey Lance is auditioning for Jimmy Garoppolo's job. What could go wrong? You know, you start to look at that NFC West and everybody's all in on the Rams. The Rams make me a little bit nervous because they do have top-end talent. They're top-heavy. They don't have a lot of depth there. And with an extra game, 17 games now, the Niners could go from worst to first. Um, Seattle, I think, is is sneaky better. It's just, I, I just never quite sure with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson being on the same page. Like, what what is their philosophy? What's their offensive philosophy? Because I never know. How many times you tune into a Seahawks game and it's 9-7 going into the fourth quarter? And then you know what's going to happen. Hey, uh, Ross, can you help us out? The uh, first three quarters, that offensive game plan didn't work. And then Russ somehow makes some magic there. But that uh, very, very – can you get three teams out of that division? Yeah, McLovin. And can you get home field, even if you're the best team? Yep. You might have to go to Lambeau or something. Yeah, and just trying to figure out how many teams in the NFC can actually go to the Super Bowl. Because – you know, it's very small, it feels like. AFC is stacked. I mean, there, there are a lot of really good teams, maybe some great teams, Buffalo, Kansas City. But other than Tampa Bay, Green Bay, is there somebody else who's on that level right now where you go, they could go to the Super Bowl? I could see that happening. I think you have other teams that are that second layer And uh, that could be the Rams. That could be Seattle. It could be the Niners. Uh, I guess it could be Dallas. Um, 
Who else is in there? New Orleans? Even Dallas feels like a long shot. Yeah, I know. But in that division, that's another thing you have to factor in is, who are you playing You know, in your division? How many wins can you count on? Green Bay's fortunate because I think Minnesota could be a mess this year. You got Detroit and you got Chicago feel like they're in a state of flux. And you could pick off some, some wins there. Whereas you look at the AFC North with Cleveland. You got Pittsburgh, it will still be a tough out. And you got Baltimore in there. You got... AFC West, Chargers could be a playoff team this year. Uh, Denver can be a competitive team. The Raiders will be the Raiders. They'll have those moments where you go, wow, the Raiders are back. And then you go, no, the Raiders aren't. Um, NFC West, very difficult. So those games in your division, how many of those can you pick off so when you play outside of your conference? Green Bay's schedule outside of their division is pretty tough. Yeah, Paul. Dan, you've liked the Chargers for about, oh, from what I can remember, God. maybe two decades now. You've liked the Chargers. You've dipped your toe into picking the Chargers in the Super Bowl. It, it's like the, that franchise is always close and always talented. I know. And it's always, whenever you read something on the Chargers, it's, uh, well, if everybody stays healthy. Well, yeah, if everybody stays healthy. But what happens when they don't stay healthy, which seems like every year with the Chargers? A couple of years ago, I thought they had the most talent. They had the most talent in the NFL. And, you know, even with Phillip Rivers there, I thought that is a good team, both sides of the ball. Yeah, McClellan. They got kind of a raw deal. Because remember they had to go to New England yeah. in that playoff game yeah. just because of the conference, the division alignment. They were in a tough division. It screwed them. Yes, yeah, Todd. But they've uh, had self-inflicted wounds in recent years. All those games, all those stats we got bombarded with, how they lost games at the very end, and they lost yeah. by like eight points or less or five points or less in so many games that they should have pulled out that they found a way to get hand off to the other team. Dan in New York joins us this morning. Dan, what's on your mind? So... I, I have a comment about uh, Bill Belichick in the muggle world. I saw him at a uh, bagel shop in Jupiter, Florida one time. And he just wanted plain cream cheese. The manager at that store was really pushing uh, flavored cream cheese on Bill Belichick. I mean, really giving him the sell. And Bill Belichick, steady as can be. No, I'll just take the plain. Just the plain cream cheese. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Plain cream cheese. That's, yeah, thank you. That's a great report from Dan. That Belichick, just plain cream cheese. Hey, you got to try this flavor. T- just the uh, plain cream cheese, please. We got some locks to... T- just the plain cream cheese. Gus in Los Angeles. Hi, Gus. What's on your mind? Well, I mean, you know, I was coming in guns loaded, but I'm trying to process the plain cream cheese. Um, you know, that was a big, big, big take. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, no, I'm calling because, dude, look, I remember the day when Joe Montana was the pettiest man in the world. All right, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Dude, this still pisses me off, and I'm a USC Trojan, <laughs> and it pisses me off that he did that. Like, like, what are you doing, dude? Seriously? And now you've got this walking technical foul, Rasheed Wallace, trying to tell that LeBron, uh, you know, he's decent. He's decent. <laughs> Look, bro, shut your mouth, grab your clipboard, go do what Penny tells you to do, go grab him some Gatorade. Thank you, Gus. We need Gus on first take with Stephen A. <laughs> wow, Gus isn't having it. No. Dang. A walking technical foul, Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, you know, LeBron, if he had played back in, uh, in my days, uh, he did. He did. He's like, I'm a USC fan, and I can't stand what Joe Montana did. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seaton goes during the commercial break. He goes, "Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why are we Joe bring, Montana? Why are we bringing this all back up?" <laughs> it had to do with Mackenzie Milton. So he joins us in ten minutes, and this is a Rudy, like a true Rudy moment. Nearly lost his leg. Comes back after 34 months. He's on the sidelines. Starting quarterback loses his helmet. He's in the game. Next thing you know, he's leading him down for a touchdown. And probably if they'd gone to him earlier, they might have pulled off the upset against Notre Dame. That's a real story. He'll talk about that comeback coming up. Chip Kelly, UCLA Bruins head coach, will join us coming up next hour as well. And the college coach who never punts, even when he was in high school. Kevin Kelly at Presbyterian. His quarterback just threw 10 touchdowns over the weekend. One hour in the books, two more to go. Settle on a poll question. Seton Pauly, Fritzie McLevin, yours truly. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. 
And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. 